Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6NERDS5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. It is another fun episode of Real Nerds Podcast. I am Ryan. Joining me is Brad. Cowabunga, dude. That's right. We are feeling the power. Turtle power. As our film of the week is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Stay tuned where we will recommend the film or not. Play the trailer. Then spoil it. Then we will talk about some movie news. What we've been watching, we uh, see new movies, Brad, and we podcast our experience of the world. Episode 595 is what we're at. Oof. Five more until 600. Do we have an idea for 600 yet? <laughs> yeah, since since we last talked last week, I had this great idea. Ooh. But I'm going to kind of keep it under wraps until uh, it's closer. <laughs> so, well, you know, I just don't wait too long because if, if I need to do something for it. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you uh, when this is over. I, I just uh, don't know uh, if I want to spoil it for our listeners. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what we do. We see movies. Yeah, it's not complicated. We talk about them. It's like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, it's, it truly is, my friend. It truly is. It's so easy to have an opinion on movies and talk about <laughs> it. it. Like, yeah. I agree. Like the lowest common denominator of podcasting. <laughs> uh, no, that would be, you know, conspiracy stuff and things like that. <laughs> we, we like to have fun. Yeah. And, um, and see, movies know, is a positive thing. Exactly. Ingesting art. That's, that's a positive. Exactly. That's what Co- I'm saying. Manufacturing grievances, uh, about why you think the world. <laughs> his messed up that's 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 not fun that's that's a negative yeah if i have to hear one more time about how trump is indicted i'm gonna cry myself to sleep or how you know you're everything you're doing uh all the fun you're having is being canceled like yeah yeah i had enough of that complaint exactly but Hey, we're going to talk about some good things. Brad, you're our resident Ninja Turtle fan. I Do am? you recommend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, I've seen it five times this week, so I guess Have I like really? it. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, if we weren't doing this podcast, it would have been six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. Yeah, way to go. You, you blew it. I was going for a record. You ruined it for me. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Mute Mayhem's a blast. Um, I think I said it last week. You know, 
as a 41 year old, I, I want to see the R rated Ninja Turtles movie based on the original comics, but they're never <laughs> going to give me that. Just, it's never going to happen at this point. Um, unless I make it myself. So I, I have to settle for fun adaptations and, uh, you know, everyone f- seems to, everyone's treating this as like, Hey, they finally got it right with the, the Ninja Turtles being teenagers and it's, it's fun. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy this movie, but they've already been doing this, uh, in 2012 in CGI and in, uh, 2018 with rise of the TMNT. Um, yeah, like it wasn't like kids doing the voices, but like the whole fun, like modern take on it is, is, is currently happening. And now we have this cool other movie. And I think the real, the big takeaway is the art style. Um, I, I like seeing, uh new york as this grungy uh landscape as opposed to like the the uh the 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 two live action cgi one hybrids uh where it's like pristine modern new york you know with cleaned up times square you know that's that's not the new york i want the turtles living in so <laughs> I, I like this dirty grimier um and yeah the the the, the uh camaraderie between the the four turtles like that's something else I missed from those other movies is like, Hey, they're the four turtles are actually the characters with the best lines and not Vernon or uh, April, you know? Uh, so yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a blast and I'll get more into it. Uh, this movie sucks so bad. I knew you'd hate it. You hate everything. I mean, everything about it. Um, was just awful. If it doesn't have like a main character whose girlfriend gets killed, um, and then he has like spider powers and it, the movie just doesn't work for you ever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in all seriousness, no, this movie's awesome. Um, I, I, the thing I will say about the, the aesthetic of it is I did feel that this is the first film where the turtles looked and acted like teenagers. Um, and the other ones, they had this adultness to them. Um, where this is, you know, they each also have kind of their own distinct look, um, on top of their voice, the art in it and the direction and the action scenes are freaking incredible. Uh, I, I love that into the spider verse kind of, um, set this precedent lately where, we can make CGI films, but we're also going to make them unique uh, in animation. Cause I think that's what I've been missing in some CGI stuff lately is a personality. And have you, have you seen the trailer for uh, that duck movie? Um, Migration. Yeah. I don't want to say the title cause I it has a specific thing to talk about, but like I, I watched that trailer and I immediately knew that was the title. <laughs> like that's how formulaic like those illumination and pixar movies have gotten i was like i was like i bet this movie's called wing migration <laughs> and it popped up as migration yeah. at the end i was like yep okay and and you touched on it too the griminess um and just the the kinetic energy that this film has i think is really fun and we'll talk about it after we play the trailer boys where have you been <laughs> We're just running errands. That's it? Look, we're really sorry, Splinter. Some of the guys wanted to get pizza, and I tried to talk them out of it. You ratted us out. Hey, don't use that word that way. I mean, it's 2023. Sorry, Dad. 
Hey, guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted, what would you guys do? Go to high school. Maybe get a girlfriend. Can you imagine that? Not likely. This is insane. Turtles, mutant, karate teens. I want to know everything about you. Our dad is definitely not a giant rat. That makes me feel like he's a rat. Police are baffled by the recent crime wave led by a superfly. Nobody's ever seen his face. Why? Because he kills everyone who does. Cool. No, not cool. Eh, a bit cool. Can I kick it? We take out Superfly, and then everyone will think we're cool. They'll accept us. Can I kick it? He's making a deal tonight under the Brooklyn Bridge. Can I kick, 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 What the? Y'all some little tortoises, huh? I can't believe there are other mutants. You want to roll with us? Oh. Humans are never gonna like us. So we gonna let the mutants rule the earth. People's zig got to go. Okay, um, sort of a twist. We can't stop him. We gotta try. Six in the morning, police at my door. Can I shake it? Go, 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 go. My son. Michelangelo, you have heart. Donatello, you have wisdom. Raphael, you have bravery. And Leonardo, honor. Enough talk. I dream about fighting every night. You've got a rage oh, problem, right? It's not a problem. Can I shake you? Can I shake you? Can I shake Brad, they're your heroes in a half shell. Tell me about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, it's a the sim the the it's a similar story. The the turtles they live in the sewers. Uh, they feel like outcasts, um, and they, they want to be part of the human world. So, uh, you know, they uh, one night they're out and they uh, get into uh, they're 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 practicing, having fun, and they uh, come across April uh, by throwing a ninja star at her. And then she gets her uh, uh, her bike stolen as as they're she's arguing with them, and they track down the bike and eventually become friends with April. And then April has this plan to like, hey, I can get you guys accepted in the world if you do heroic things, and I I can document them. And so they go on this uh, plan to uh, track down Superfly, who is the big bad, stealing all these. Uh, machines from tcri to build some kind of mystery weapon um and so they track down superfly and then they find out that they are not the only mutants uh in new york city and and there's quite a few uh all your a lot of your fan favorites from the playmates turtles action figure line are there um and uh i like the take on leatherhead uh rose Byrne has leatherhead I thought was an interesting take because, you know, I'm used to him from the cartoon saying stuff, you know, I guarantee. <laughs> and, uh, Rose yeah. Byrne plays him more of, well, she's from Australia. So her version of Leatherhead is an Australian female alligator crocodile. Yeah. I thought that was a fun, fun, like I, I expected her to change her voice, but nope, she just talks like herself yep. uh, in Australian. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't mind that too. They, uh, did a similar thing with Wingnut with the, uh, 
actress from what we do in the shadows uh they made scumbug uh splinter's love interest um <laughs> that's different uh genghis frog is a uh, hannibal burris and he he has a couple lines but uh he's just like this tiny little toad um instead of part of like the the four brothers uh the four punk frogs from the cartoon yeah. you know i did like too that even though the biggest stars were you know, the John Cena and the Seth Rogans, um, they weren't the stars of the movie. It was still the Ninja Turtles. Um, I, th- I think it kind of like, yeah, between Bebop and Rocksteady, they have maybe four or five lines total. Yeah. So uh, throughout the whole movie, because, yeah, it, the focus is really on the four brothers. Uh, Splinter, who is very overprotective um, and doesn't want them interacting with humans at all because he hates humans. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and the Superfly parallels that with his uh, team of mutants, where um, he's been protecting them um, from the human world. And uh, but he his solution is to kill all the humans or enslave them. And the turtles just want to uh, be heroic. Yeah, his his plot is pretty dark. Like he's gonna, you know, unleash this bomb, and it's gonna kill a lot of people. And the people that he doesn't kill, he's going to subjugate them to like slavery or something. I was like, damn, it's a fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. In the words of, in words of April, it's like, this is a very bad plan for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, uh, but it's, you know, uh, Jackie Chan is splinter. Splinter is great. Oh, it might be his best comedic performance ever. Like, um yeah his delivery on like when he does the whole like uh like fake restaurant in the sewer and has like the multiple chris cutouts like i'm the best chris yeah chris pratt and who's the other chris chris pine yeah chris pine that's right <laughs> uh like um, yeah yes yeah. he's come a long way since his rush hour days yeah uh, and and the character of splinter i actually really liked in this one too that He's teaching them martial arts because he wants them to protect themselves from people and that people are horrible. And yeah, the, um, big, the big change for the turtles is that they've kind of jettisoned the splinter was a pet of Hamato Yoshi and uh, like they came from Japan and, uh, you know, uh, like the, I don't know what's going to going forward. Like if there's going to be any backstory, like, Spoilers like the shredder shows up in the post credits, but there's no personal connection in this movie to him. It sounds like the shredder is going to be yeah. like a hired like mercenary for TCRI. So like that's the big change is like the turtles have no like ancient martial arts connection. Uh, so they're just, yeah, it's all about self-defense and just basic New York from regular New Yorkers. Um, Cause yeah, there's just enough prejudice on the surface. Uh, yeah, and you know, deal that, with. and it deals with you know like pretty heavy issues about what people are afraid of, what they don't know, mm-hmm. and you know because initially when the turtles are exposed and they try to help, the movie exposes the problem with the twenty four hour news cycle and how people now are so quick to rush to judgment about things. Yeah, and um. You know, the real menace, obviously, is Superfly, who uh, gets the ooze 
mixed with all these sea creatures and becomes kind of like a Godzilla that wants to hurt people and people believe just because the turtles look different that they're also there to hurt them. Yeah, just lumping everyone into the same basket, you know. Um, hey, if they're if uh, a mutant's destroying the city, all mutants must be bad. Yeah, you know, and, and what I love about this movie, I mean, it, besides it being really funny and a lot of fun, um, the action in this movie is incredible. Um, the the first scene where they're fighting all the the gang members in the the chop shop mm-hmm. is really really fun. But I thought I thought the most impressive one was when they uh, all started attacking Superfly in his really uh, giant state, and it was swooping in between the turtles, kind of like Avengers did in the Avengers movie, but in like really dynamic uh, camera shots and movements. Yeah, I I liked uh, when Splinter shows up to rescue him from getting milked. Um, you know, Reese's... <laughs> really long running joke in the movie that paid <laughs> off brilliantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're used to seeing Splinter as this feeble, like, Hey, maybe he shows up and shoots an arrow at something, but yeah, he drops out of the ceiling and just like goes full on. Um, I think I heard that like that action sequence was modeled after his actual movies, like bits from his movies. So, wow. um, yeah, like, yeah, he, he goes first full fist and then like that thing falls on him and he, he's got all the turtles weapons. So he uses each of the turtles weapons against the T-Sera guys. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And, you know, even though it is, uh, quote unquote, a kid's movie, I mean, the violence is pretty awesome. You know, the punches, the kicks, um, yeah, I, I thought was really well done. Yeah. It's not graphic, but it's, it's still like hard hitting. If this was 1990, I'm sure parents would still complain. But yeah, at a, I don't know, how old do you think? Like, what's the cutoff? Do you think? Because James was asking me this today, of like, hey, mutant mayhem, can I, I take my kids to it? And I, I feel like it's still like ten and up. I, I mean, I took my kid and he loved it. He's what um, eight nine? He's eight. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know because there's really no. But James's kids are like what four and f- five or something. Uh, yeah, I think his oldest leona is four yeah i mean she watches they like spider-man i don't know actually i, I uh, think, it, I, I think I did, it might be okay i i think because it's silly enough at points but i did uh I, when i watched it in 40x which was in 3d um like by the so besides story <laughs> i saw in 3 uh, 40x i was like in the front row by myself and like 30, 40 minutes into the movie, these like five kids, like maybe eight and under, like they had like one older kid watching the little ones. I swear the little ones were like three and four. Um, and they were screaming little hellions that were just like talking through the whole thing. But when they got to the Kaiju part of the movie, they freaked out. (laughs) Like, like whenever, Hmm. um, like there was a kind of like an assault on anybody from the monster. They got scared and they left. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so I don't you know. know. So that that is tough. I mean, I, I would always let Kellen watch whatever it's for me uh, as a parent. It's, 
how intense the violence is. You know, I would never show him Dawn of the Dead or something. Um, but he, he, he has seen Army of Darkness, but I wouldn't show him Evil Dead, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, like Evil Dead's more cartoonish violence, yeah. Yeah, um, so I, I mean, if James is listening to this, I would screen it first and then see if you think your kids can handle it. Yeah, I feel like four, three and four is probably too young because it's also, it's not probably. the bright, bright, fun color palette of Spider-Man. You know, there's yeah. like, there's these big scary monsters, like, especially in 4DX, like. Yeah. Coming and on the two, screen I, I, I guess if I was, would put any warning on it is how I mentioned that Superfly's plan is really dark <laughs> and he also is really, he's almost unbeatable. So the, the turtles and the other mutants uh, do not beat him until the very end. He in fact, like destroys them for the first three quarters of the film. Um, so just be prepared for that too. Yeah. So yeah. Also the soundtrack, like, they, it's a synth soundtrack from uh, Atticus Ross and uh, oh my god Trent Reznor. Yeah. Um, did not expect that. Like that's uh, <laughs> no, and it's called. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's something really sweet musical moments in there. Um, and then there's of course there's like the uh, needle drops of like other songs on top of that. Um, yeah, Mono Gecko is great. <laughs> Paul Rudd, like those oh, yeah. humans, there's gots to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just fun. Like, yeah, when his tail pops off and he's like, you think he's like lost his tail. He's like, no, it grows back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say this too. So that movie cost 70 million, which I mean, that's expensive, but stuff like, and I think Elemental looks great. But Elemental cost two hundred million, and this movie cost one hundred and fifty million less. And to me, I think this movie was more unique. Um, I thought the art and the animation was cooler. Um, so you don't need those kind of budgets on animated films to make them super cool. Yeah, this is one shot when the, they introduced Baxter Stockman, and it's like. Um... There's like a uh, the TCRI trucks driving down the road and it pan it tilts up to the stoplight and then it transitions to the light inside Baxter's house and then it pans down and like then the camera swoops lower and then through the carpet and then under the door like yeah I don't know that shot alone was just like such a great construction to me oh uh, yeah totally to introduce that um yeah. You get to see like the little shavings of the little fibers of the rug as it goes by. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And all the jokes are great. Like there's one part where, uh, I think that they're, they're leaving the school and April's like, uh, <laughs> what was it? Like the, there's like, they're just re like repeating bacon, egg and cheese, bacon, egg and cheese. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to get people to like you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And they just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a softy now, too. So April isn't very popular at her school because she threw up on her first newscast. And so they call her, instead of April O'Neill, it's April O'Puke. Yeah. And Puke girl. at the end of the film, because she helped the Ninja Turtles, they wrote April O'Hero. And I'm like, 
<laughs> he is a hero. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great because it's also an origin story for April that is really cool. Yeah, it's interesting to like, you know, I'm not someone who likes the turtles. Like, I like my turtles in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now, now they're actually going to high school. Um, not sure which grade they're in, if they're only going to do it for a year or not, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm down for it. I, I guess there, it's, there's a anime series coming out and of course the sequels. So I guess we'll get like the TV shows a little bit, um, mostly high school. Then the sequel will, will get a uh, fighting shredder. I did. I was surprised they didn't show Cynthia Utram with the brain in her stomach. Mm. So I'm pretty sure they're still going to do that. Um, cause she, her character doesn't age like everyone else from when, you know, they kill Baxter Stockman to, you know, modern yeah. day. She looks the same, whereas Splinter has clearly aged in 15 yeah. years. So, you know, she must be like the traditional Utron with the brain in her belly. But, mm. um, I'm surprised that wasn't like part of the reveal in this movie, but something well, to save sure for the sequel, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Because if she's already calling on Shredder, then there's already already a history there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, too, because, you know, they're friends well, yeah, with the Turtles they, now. Yeah, they all live in the sewers with the Turtles, all the mutants. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I wonder if, I mean, if it was me and to make, you know, Shredder a, a bigger threat than he already is, is I'd have him like kill a couple of the mutants to make him scary and treat him, you know? Yeah. And there's also, there's such a deep bench of mutants. Like you could like, would they just introduce some new ones that could, they could kill or would they, I mean, yeah. you'd have more weight if they took out, you know, someone from this movie, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like they still haven't used a whole lot of characters like in the, playmates action figure line like there was a part where cynthia utram was showing like i you know we're gonna create shark uh warriors yeah. and uh snake warriors and i was like oh that's a uh, armagon and scale tail right there yeah yeah i mean and i mean obviously you can make mutants out of anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't need that horse <laughs> yeah that's when they did shoot the the cure and it hits his leg and it just makes that one horse <laughs> yeah just freeze that one horse up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. stuff. Yeah. It was so funny. Like, yeah. The, like the original live action one is funny. Like it has like grown up jokes in it that are funny, but this is like, it feels like, you know, 15 year olds just screwing around type humor. Yeah. So I yeah, agree. Like, like when I was, I was 10, like, I don't know who, who's like, how's it can Seiko is, <laughs> but Seemed like a funny line. <laughs> Agreed. I don't know what the land time forgot is. I'm 10. <laughs> <laughs> How come I never fall in with people who own condos? Yeah, like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what timeshare is. I still don't know how timeshare works. Uh, apparently, you just go to a meeting with a bunch of other people and get talked at for two hours until you buy one. Yeah, I know what it is when now. Like, yeah, you just basically all own this property, and you just block out a certain amount of time to use it. Yeah, it's basically you pay for 
the privilege to use the property at certain times. Yep. So yeah, Ninja Turtles, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm, yeah. not, do- I'm not done watching it. Nice. I, I do feel a little bad, though, that like, because I do have the Regal Pass and the Alamo Pass, I haven't contributed. Even though I've seen it five times, I haven't contributed that much to the box office. <laughs> well, no, you have because uh, they have to pay the studios for when you see it. Yeah? Yeah. They want you, that's, you know, we talked last week about buying food. The Regal and Alamo are expecting you to buy food to make up the difference for it. We're not their target audience for their season passes. (laughs) (laughs) It's where we go see multiple movies throughout the week. Their target audience is someone who has a season pass and goes like twice a month. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's another way to see it that I haven't seen it yet because I saw it. At the drive-in, I saw it at the fan premiere. I've seen it in 4DX, which also include 3D. What am I? What am I missing? There's no IMAX version of it. Yeah, I mean, there's RPX. I don't know if it's in RPX. Oh shoot! I missed that movie party this morning. Oh yeah, and there is movie parties. Dang! I got some good merch from it. I have like 40,000 Regal points on my account, so I bought like the the popcorn and drink tumbler. Oh, nice. Usually when I log in, it's like sold out every time. So, yeah. Like the, like those little uh, incentives, but I got that one. Nice. Cool. Yep. This is the movie news of the week. It's real news! Hey, Brad, you shot a new film. Why don't you tell us about it? Oh, hey. I'm the news. Cool. Um, Yes, I did the 40-hour film project for the 14th time. Well, the Denver one for the 14th time. Um, And uh, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> But I, 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 I didn't have the energy for it. But I, I, the idea of me maybe missing this year and then doing it next year bothered me that there wouldn't be a movie on my in my catalog for this year for it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just uh, do it. I'm gonna make an animation, and there's nothing in the rules about making it good. <laughs> so I will, <laughs> I will get to the end of the weekend. I will have something at least four minutes of something made and I will go on with my life <laughs> and I'll be able to say I've done it consecutively. And, um, <laughs> the day before, uh, this actor named Ramon texted me. He's like, Hey, Ilya, the producer of the 40 hour film project said, Hey, um, he said, you're one of the teams I should get with, uh, to make stuff. Um, and so I was like, yeah, well, um, if you want to do voiceover, I'm doing this animation thing. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. And I went to the kickoff and I met him in person and I was like, yeah, uh, I got my criteria and I was like, I got it. I know this. I know I'm going to do with this animation. Um, it, the props tomato, uh, the character is, uh, this Chris Lovato guy. And I'm like, it's, uh, my genre is sports game film. So I'm going to make a video game film. And I'm going to make little sprites and they're going to fight a giant tomato. And this is genius. And, uh, you know, this, this couldn't be easier. Uh, I'll write this in like an hour. 
And then uh, as I was driving away, I get the text from Roman. He's like, hey, uh, I didn't get a chance to see you before you left, but I was curious what you're thinking of doing for your film. And then I explained my little animation idea. And he's like, huh, I have this idea <laughs> in live action that I, 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 uh, I think would be good. And then I thought about it. And I was like, I've never made an animation in 48 hours before. Do I, should I try (laughs) and (laughs) should I risk not turning something in on time? Um, Or should I do take the easy way out and just do his thing? And that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he's got this little basketball film idea. I can shoot that in like a couple hours. Uh, Let's do voiceover for it. And uh, you know, I'll have a, I'll have an easy weekend. And yeah, that's exactly how it worked out. I shot it for like three, three hours. Um, we went to the bug. We shot a couple more things. I recruited you and all my buddies to do voiceover on it. Um, I went to a comedy show uh, for like three hours <laughs> at the bug. <laughs> Didn't work on this. Uh, went home, napped a little bit, uh, got back to work on it, editing it. Uh, pretty much finished it at like three or 4 p.m. Then uh, just polished it for the last few remaining hours. And uh, yeah, and it's pretty good. Yeah, considering. it turned out well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's different. Um, without spoiling too much of it, it's just uh, you know, it's like a silly sports documentary. Um, and yeah, like uh, it's a, it's just B roll of a guy playing basketball, and you basically just hear the story as people talk yeah, about him. Um, you had me do a couple lines. I had no idea what I was saying. So yeah. So I mean. On the small scale, you know, I, I, I don't want to like, hey, yeah, here's exactly what's going on. So there's no surprise for you when you finally see it. So when I make these shorts, you know, I, I, I do my best to be a little guarded about like sharing because I, I want there to be some surprise for people. Yeah. When they watch it, so because there's not a lot to watch. It's only like this is five fifty eight, so almost six minutes. But when I wrote it, it was only four pages. So initially, it was just me four minutes. So. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I think it uh, plays really well when I was editing it, like the first pass just had all my voice as everything. So it was really hard to like separate myself and like see where it was going to be. But once you all put your voices in, I was like, this is, this works so much better. Like, and I'm just happy that I won the part of the douchey fan. (laughs) Please tell me that's my credit in the film. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I wrote just featuring the voices of, so it's just that. And then the list of people, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> spiritually. That's, that's, that's you douchey fan. That's all I wanted to be douchebag fan. If anyone asks, that's what you are. Douchebag fan. Go Sweet, I'm going to sign. I'm going to sign all your posters. Douchebag fan. Nice. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah. Uh, Cool. It premieres August 27th at the bug during the A block, which is at noon. I encourage you to watch all the blocks. There's only three this year because there's only 30 teams. So um, not not a ton of them to watch, but uh, it's always cool to see what other people are doing with uh, the same criteria. Very cool. And now that him dunking the tomato on the poster makes more sense. Now, now that I've explained it. Yep. Yeah, like a That's Chris a prop is a tomato. Because yes. I, when I was reading the lines, I'm like, "What the fuck am I reading?" 
because you didn't you didn't give me the whole script you just gave me my sides to read so yeah. <laughs> i'm like i don't know what this is but i'll also trust that, you when you're giving me direction also to expedite time for time but yeah it's like uh he's um yeah his mom you know growing up called him his little tomato so called him her she called him his little tomato if i say that right yeah his nickname is the tomato so cool there's a lot of tomato things. Actually, there's like a, at one point he's like part of this, uh, you know, he has a movie career and I was, I was kicking myself that I didn't make like a rotten tomatoes <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, there, there is a rotten tomatoes joke, but it's not connected to the movie. So I, I feel that much more dumb that it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, the movie tanked, but I didn't like mention that he had like a, a bad rotten tomatoes score. <laughs> so Yeah. That's what happens when you you have to just like rush through it. You don't have time to think about anything. You just you miss golden opportunities like that. This is a segment I call "What We've Been Watching." So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, you watch anything this week? I know you've been busy with your film. Yeah, no, I I I I, I went and saw Ninja Turtles <laughs> four more times. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I watched Barbie one more time. I cannot get through that movie without falling asleep at some point. <laughs> that is weird. Um, it, twice now, it went, like I went to watch this one part and I totally, it's the part where like Ryan Gosling's in the human world. And he's learning about patriarchy. He's like, I miss the beach. <laughs> and I miss the, like the doctor's office stuff again. Yeah. That was wrong with me. Um, totally fun movie, but yep. I just, something happens. My brain just shuts off and, um, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, speaking of Jackie Chan, I watched the Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, yeah, that one's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but I forgot that he was like a character voice acting for in, in an animation performance in that movie too. I guess he's live action in the beginning as well. But um, yeah, it actually resonated more this time with me. Um, mm. Like the whole father son uh, storyline. Like I don't remember yeah. it being that interesting, but it was this time and um. Yeah, the whole the 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 live action cat in it destroying the oh, city. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, seen that movie in a while. Yeah, I can't remember if I saw it in the theater or if it was like I got it as a free download for something. Um, but that's why it's in my movies anywhere catalog. So I was like um, flipping through. And I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't watched this in a while, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm watching Ninja Turtles with Jackie Chan. There's another anime with Jackie Chan in it. So yeah, that's what I watched. Nice. Uh, yeah, actually, I've been too busy with work. The only thing I've done is I've been playing uh, Island of Illusion on the Nintendo Switch, which is the new Mickey Mouse game, and it is freaking amazing. Um, it's like you're playing you a card that instead of Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's easier to get into. Um, <laughs> but the animation is incredible. Um, they have uh, some cutscenes uh, scattered throughout. It's one of the most beautiful games on the Switch. It's literally like playing a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Um, and you can play with friends, too. Um, obviously, I play with my little boy. He's goofy. I, I alternate between Mickey and Donald. But, um, yeah, you're just trying to help these, like, gopher guys get these books back. And it's uh, in the style of kind of Castlevania Metroid. But there is no... Um, combat in it it's all about jumping and avoiding enemies and then when you get to 
a boss, you have to solve a puzzle basically to defeat them. Um, and yeah, it's just a fun game. And I think everybody should pick it up. I was going to say, they should do something like a Cuphead, where it's like, because I feel like Steamboat Willie would fit so great into that. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's what it is. It's like Cuphead, but Mickey Mouse. Okay, um, cool. And, I mean, obviously, the gameplay is different because it's a, a platformer. But, yeah, it's like you're playing a Mickey Mouse cartoon. And I think it's only $40 brand new. So, um, I think people should get it and play it and have fun. Because that's what it is. That's really all I've been doing this week. Cool. Um, next week, our film of the week is I want to do uh, The Last Voyage of Demeter or whatever the name of that movie is. Yeah, that's um, it. Is it? Cool. Yeah, that's the movie I want to do. Cool. Um, and I, because I, uh, you know, been, a, been been about a month since I've done a horror film. So, um, and oh. I think it looks cool. Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of a horror movie. Not really. Both these movies should be in October. I don't know what, who's doing the release yeah, schedule for this. It does seem weird, and it seems like it's not going to do well with all these other movies that are so popular right now. But I know we're going to get to October, and it's going to be like comedies and like kids' animations. They're like, where's all the Halloween movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So until next week, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.